Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. And Andy Potter. Hi. Welcome to our volume six coverage of Ruby. We back. Uh, (laughs) Ruby's back and we back despite all previous threats otherwise uh, to not cover the show anymore. We have not dropped it and we'll speak into we'll be giving you volume six coverage for the entirety of this new season of Ruby. This is our fourth year of Ruby coverage here on the Overly Animated Podcast, which does not make mathematical sense to me, but I guess that's what we're entering into. We have covered more than half of the seasons of Ruby and... uh, you will be covering the Rooster Teeth first premieres. So, you know, Rooster Teeth is doing nonsense again with YouTube versus non-first account versus first account. I don't even think they're putting them on YouTube anymore. It doesn't matter. We're covering the first premiere. So when the orig- episodes originally come out that weekend or a little bit after, we'll be having uh, recap podcasts every week for new episodes of Ruby. If you have not heard us before, this is the place for in-depth uh, television, like critical perspective coverage of Ruby. You won't find a place on the internet with more um, kind of in-depth, in-depth critiques of the show. Um, that being said, uh, it's, it's, uh, the first, uh, it's a Ruby premiere, which means we get to give our warnings, the only show that we cover where I have to warn the audience what they're getting into here. So, uh, if you've not listened to us before, let me, let me tell you three things before you continue listening. Okay. Um, now to preface this, uh, we are big fans of this show. You know, we've, we've picked in, this is our fourth year doing a podcast on it. I have, uh, we've obviously seen every season. I've been watching the show from close to the beginning. I'm a huge fan of it. But, um, number one, we can be negative about the show. That tends to happen. Um, so if you just want ex- universally positive, critiques of ruby this might not be the, pl- the place to to listen um we will be positive when we when we think something's good and we'll be negative when we something think something's bad uh number two we approach things from a socially progressive standpoint this is unilaterally across all our podcasts that's just who we are as people so um if the thought of that enrages you like just stop listening i don't want to hear from you <laughs> okay so we will we'll talk about queer representation and stuff like that um you know like not a hundred percent of the time but it's just the general lens from which we approach things and number three please be nice in the comments this wasn't as much of a problem last year be- maybe because i kept asking but um please please <laughs> <kept> begging <laughs> yeah Please be nice to us in the YouTube comments. Okay. We are real people, and uh, we are also fans of the show. So, that being said, if you've listened to these things and you think you're good, um, then continue listening, and we'll be talking about Argus Limited, the premiere of Volume 6 of Ruby that came out yesterday on Rooster Teeth First. Spoilers for this episode and all previous episodes of Ruby, and uh, if you want to check out our previous uh, three-season Ruby podcast, find us at OverlyAnimated.com, and uh, don't miss any of our Volume 6 coverage by subscribing to us on iTunes, uh, Overly Animated Ruby. If you search for that, you'll get the feed. You'll see that there's some mean reviews on there. Don't be one of those people. You can subscribe on there, and then uh, you can also subscribe on our YouTube as well, as mentioned. Um, we cross-post all of our podcasts YouTube in addition to iTunes and everywhere else. That's youtube.com slash animated if you want to subscribe there. So, um, digging into Volume 6 here, very excited to get into this premiere. And uh, Argus Limited, let's get into things spoilers again. Haley, uh, Argus Limited, what do you think? Well, um, first of all, I'm very excited that the show is back. I don't know yeah. why. I just am like irrationally... <laughs> So that's that's all of us right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, I know it's gonna hurt me, but I love it anyway. Um, yeah, I think uh, as with many shows, the first episode of any season is kind of 
rocky sometimes because they're introducing concepts and everything, right? Um, but I think it was neat. I like that we're going to Atlas. I think we talked about that last season, that that might be like an idea of uh, what was going to happen this season. So I'm on board with that. We'll get some Weiss family drama probably, which will be uh, exciting. Um, I think there was some editing decisions in this that I get where they're coming from, but they were a little confused. Um, and maybe they were trying to pack too many little scenes into this one, like, 20-minute episode, uh, which may have hurt it. But, I don't know, I was excited to see all of the team back together and actually stay together the whole time. I'm happy they didn't split them up, uh, which was nice. And, uh, yeah, and and the trailer intro uh season guy at the end the opening um, the opening theme yeah the opening yes exactly um it got me excited uh because i'm very excited about this hooded character i think she's gonna be my new favorite character okay we'll we'll dive into (laughs) new new yeah we we think we have it figured out who she is we'll get inside at the end of the podcast but yeah Okay, so Haley Haley's uh, on board. Yeah, we we thought we we thought we were going to Atlas this season. Might not be the case. It might be a travel season. That's what people are speculating. So it might be. We'll see if we make it there. Uh, but yeah. we are at least on our way, as uh, yeah, as said at the end of last season. Andy, uh, what did you think of this episode? Um, without without being too negative, I did like the. Inter- I, I like seeing Team Ruby back together. I love the little shipping things we had in the fights. I loved the double thank you from Weiss and Ruby. That was probably my favorite moment of the entire episode, just because it was kind of what I've been missing from this show in, for the past five, no, sorry, five seasons, past two seasons. Uh, moments like that just happening during fights. I really enjoyed Sun this episode, which is really the biggest surprise. Like, I'm actually sad that Sun is leaving, and I definitely would not have thought I'd feel that way at the end of season three, because Sun is actually pretty actively good in this episode but now he's going off to do other stuff and i guess that's fine and i really liked actually i guess the best way to put it is i like pretty much everything in this episode that wasn't a fight scene the fight scene scenes seemed a little a little forced i didn't really need it this episode i really liked all the just team interaction stuff and it was really fun and light and i felt like i was just getting back with just a, a group of friends and it was it was fun but this this fight scene scene fight scene seemed a little forced and i could have done without it in this episode okay yes. agreed what one fight scene that uh un- unfolds across the course of the entire episode yes the, the yeah and, and they did in, in, they three, in did three parts dead, basically yeah they did the deadpool thing where they extended one fight like cut it up and multiple times through the story the Deadpool thing. I don't think that's what that refers to. I feel like that's probably some fourth wall breaking, but yeah. Well, no, no, no. Have you not? You know what I'm talking about, Dylan? Like I mean, in Deadpool, if, if there's going to be one identifying characteristic of Deadpool, I don't know if that would be it. But okay, okay. Anyway, we didn't get into that. We will um, get it. Okay, this, this. I thought this was a very solid premiere of Ruby. I'm going to be pretty positive here because uh, this was um, th- this was one of the better episodes that this show has has put out recently. I think. I think this is uh, a good a good sign of what's to come in Volume Six and probably one of the better premieres in the show's history. I don't really remember the previous five off the time I had, but it feels like maybe the best one. Um, uh, I think that the the problem is that it gets worse as it goes along. Basically, like it starts <laughs> it, it, the first two minutes. They 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 segment out two minutes of the later fight scene. Um, in the beginning, and those two minutes are incredible. Like, I, they, those are the best parts of the fight, and they're all in the beginning. Um, yeah. it's, it's really just some of the best, uh, fight sequences we've gotten, uh, in several seasons of the show, right in the first two minutes. Then we get into some, 
talking stuff at the train station, and that's all really good too, and I like everything we're doing there. And then as it goes on, we, you know, 10 plus minutes of this extended fight sequence with the, with the Grim, and, um, it's, it's not that great. It's fine. Once we get to the end, it really does pick up, and we get that incredible song, and we get this, like, takedown sequence of the big, the big Grim. Um, so it, it kind of gets there. Um, but it, it drags, you know, this, this, it felt like this could have been, you know, uh, 12 minutes as opposed to 20 minutes or something. Um, but, you know, still, despite that, it was, it was still, it was never bad. It was at least, uh, just ho-hum, you know, it, it, towards the end. Um, but overall, I think it was really, really solid. And, uh, boy, the opening is maybe the best part, if you count that as part of the episode, because it's our first time seeing it. So, uh, we'll be getting into that after we get into everything from the episode, but I love the new intro. So, uh, that, that's, uh, that's really big here. Um, a, a, a big notable aspect, I think, of the episode and my enjoyment of it is how much, like, ship baiting there is here. And, so um, much. So much. So much. It was very unexpected. Um, so, uh, I'm a huge, by the way, if you're first time listening, I'm a huge Ruby and Weiss White Rose shipper. So, um, I was, uh, very engaged throughout this episode <laughs> based on that. Um, however, it also, uh, I don't trust what's happening. So I was also very skeptical and, uh, potentially mad at, at certain aspects of this. Um, and, uh, by the way, uh, the, the rant of the week will return as a segment this year. And I have my rant plan. So, when we get to that in the outline, uh, when we get when we get to the part of the episode, I will launch into the rant of the week. And I also have two other mini rants, so there'll be three three rants at least. So don't worry if you're looking for. We're kind of uh, famous for our rants on this uh, this the, our Ruby coverage. So if you're if you're looking forward to that, then uh, don't worry, it's coming. Um, I have a mild rant from the fight scene as well. Okay. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you if you two have rants, I, I I am not aware of it. But please, at any point, launch it launch into rants. <laughs> at is, any point, that is highly encouraged. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do we'll do it uh, when we get to it. So let's. I, I basically just want to go top to bottom in the episode because, like I said, I think it goes from like great to ho hum. So I, I, I'm more excited to talk about the things from the beginning. Uh, by the way, the title of this episode I hate. Uh, focusing on those well, two stupid minor characters. Um, <laughs> a ruby problem that's like a problem with every show we cover it's just all the titles <laughs> yeah we rag them. on ruby's titles but really not none of the shows we talk about have good titles so it's whatever <laughs> i don't care but um at least it is argus because we're heading to argus that's fine but we don't need to talk about these uh two stupid guards who uh the people writing the show probably think are funnier and but then they are i don't know anyway um they they, they seem like ruby characters right they seem like oh ha these are the yeah, these yeah. Are the sources of yeah. of comedy in the show the bumbling male characters um but yeah so we start with this uh segment did uh, two minutes of the fight, the fight scene against these grim. Um, I've seen people calling them manticores, sphinxes, and chimeras, um, whichever one you want to apply to. I, I think they're probably closest to manticores, but they fire breathe like chimeras. They all, you know, also spit, whatever. Um, but uh, I think they're really cool, by the way. Um, I think that that's a great uh, anchor for the, this fight scene throughout. But we, we have this, this two minutes that we start with, and then we cut back to earlier in the episode. So we, like, pick out a part of something that happens towards the middle, and it's kind of it's very apparent the way they um, stitch it together where what we're seeing is happening because they go under the tunnel at the end and uh, Norris says the same line twice. So um, we kind of see it from a different perspective later. But we, we we put this part of the episode in the beginning as a like kind of want to launch us into this new season of Ruby. And um, it's it's an, it's I don't remember the show really doing this before doing like an, uh, an, an asynchronous um segment of a later fight scene in the beginning um Haley, how did you how did you kind of react to it did you did you like understand that this is what was happening at first i mean you really wouldn't until later in the episode when we get to the, the part where it's actually happening but what did you think of that um i conflicted on it because i think it was 
decently effective and it was also worked well because if you had watched the um like the trailer that came out previously this fight scene shows up in it so it was like i was like oh we're starting here wow dramatic um but then like keeping your on your toes um so i think it was okay that way i think the problem with though is putting the adam scene right after it and then having the train scene because I think, first of all, Adam needs to go away. I don't want to see him at all. So that was a downer. Um, but I think if they had had that scene where they're fighting on the train and then cut to them in the train station, I think it would have flowed a little better. And um, I think you would have had more of a moment to realize, oh, that is later in the episode, we'll see the rest of that. Rather than putting this Adam scene in the middle and then it disjoints it even further. Um so I think that's the problem I was having with it. It Because I felt all excited at the end of the scene, and then Adam came in, and I got upset. And then we were back with Ruby, and it was nice. So it was a bit of a roller coaster, um, which I think subverted it a little bit, unfortunately. Okay. But it was a great scene, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah so you may be okay with that in itself, but then when we went, where we went after that might not yeah. be not Yeah, that's yeah. the editing I wasn't... Because okay. then you're just watching it, and because it's also kind of a confusing scene where it's Adam... Uh, voicing over what is happening as the camera pans that it was just most of that scene. I was just trying to figure out what was going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, that Adam scene definitely yeah. feels the weirdly weirdest place. Um, yeah. It, it, doesn't it doesn't have anything it. to do with the rest of what's happening. Um, exactly. So that's interesting. Okay. And you had to react to the, this mini's part of the fight in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. I think I agree with Haley for the most part, Adam, the Adam scene is really out of place in this section, but if you ignore that, and you just look at the way they wrote it, wrote this um, weird asynchronous thing. It actually, it's actually very clear what's going on, and that's pretty impressive. And it's actually more impressive than I thought they were capable of because I know exactly what's going on. I know where we are in the fight, even if it does get boring after we get up to the fight in the in the whatever present. I guess it still it still makes sense. I know what's going on, and that's pretty well done. Then I think. Yeah, I, I I think this was a good decision to to segment this into the beginning here. Start off with a bang. Um, if we started with Adam, I, we would have just not. We would have dropped the season mm-hmm. if we just if we started with that <laughs> immediately. It's the so, season of Adam, Dylan. Uh, yeah, we would have just. Okay, yeah. I can't do it. Um, but yeah, it was. I think it was. I think it was an interesting call to move at the beginning, and I think it like really worked because of just how good it was. The consequences that when we get to it later, um, when we get back to the same scene, then it's boring. I thought that that was the weakest part of the episode. Is the yeah, part 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 two of the fight where we've already seen it before. Nothing really interesting is happening we're kind of focusing on this guard who we don't care about and him activating stuff on the app and like trying to which make no sense no that yeah well okay that that's your issue with the that's that's i feel oh, like there's way bigger issues with the, as well. oh. <laughs> really? your rant is about the app no it's not the app no about them being upset at him about okay, the okay, tourists okay okay, okay, okay so, we'll get back to that I, okay. like, I know what you're talking okay, about okay, okay, okay that's yeah. fine that's fine um because the, that's that's a valid rip because the show the episode focuses on that way too much it's like five minutes of the episode anyway um in the beginning though we're fighting these these grim and um we really just focus on the relationships here. Um, not necessarily, you know, whether, how, how you want to interpret it romantic, the, the team members, because um, we also get the uh, the Nora and, and Ren as, as stuff as well happening. And um, yeah, we, we launch right into uh, White Rose stuff with, with this uh, thank me later uh, in the <laughs> beginning and then comes back as Ruby grabs Weiss as she's about to fall. And uh, just right right away into White Rose into this season, which was not a part of last season at all. Um, okay, yep. I'll come back to that later. And um, then we also get this Bumblebee segment uh, with Yang and Blake, and um, they are they're fighting together. And uh, good to see you're not rusty. Several references in this episode to Blake having been gone before. 
um, and uh, then the the it ends with the the tunnel here. Um, and uh, oh, and and before that, of course, maybe the most prominent thing is um, Ruby uh, takes Weiss alongside her into her semblance. Yeah. Into right? the rose petal semblance, cool. yeah, um, which we did not know was possible, and nope. uh, was very, uh, very interesting, very visually striking, very, um, you know, how do you not go to shipping with that? Like, but they were like uh, right together <laughs> in the semblance, uh, the red streak and the white streak, and uh, I was, lo- I was loving that. I, I, I couldn't handle it. it was, that was your it was new so ship good. flag. Yeah, that's the 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 red and the white uh, petals. Yeah, obviously. Yep. Um, but really, what stuck out to me from the sequence was just the what the camera work here. Um, so really, when you say camera work and animation, it'd be the storyboarding. So the 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 way this 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 scene is shot the and drawn and storyboarded with um the way it pans between all these duos fighting, um, and we go like up and down on the top of the train. I think it's just it's really seamless and it's 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 so like um y- y- like seamless yet kinetic. In a way, which I feel like we've lost from the fights before, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it, it, it just like stood out to me like, wow, this is this is like cinematic level um, f- camera work in a fight scene here. It, it just felt incredible to me. I, I just think it's really impressive just the choice to have it on a train as the s- season starting fight, because it's an it's like you said, it's a way to pan across a kinetic battlefield that introduces us to all the characters we need to remember from the last season. It's just such a smart way to do it. And I'm just kind of blowed away that they did this dylan i i can't i can't express that enough it's just such a good way to start a season i, I think i think this might be one of the best scenes of the show like this this yeah. these first two minutes like it's yeah. it's it's just really yeah i mean you know i've been walking around it saying it for but it, it feel this feels like a monty thing right um yeah. like it, this is mm-hmm. the you know the whole discourse of like this is what we lost from the fight scenes um but uh it, it feels it, it feels classic ruby and of course it's thematically resonant too because one of the most prominent fights in this three show is on a train in the like in yeah. the cars and yep. this is on top of a train um yeah just it it like this is such a it's a good a good sign for the season that we're able to throw this in right off the bat like i assume this will be the best thing we'll get for the entire season but <laughs> which isn't that yeah. which isn't like a bad thing just because it's Not so good you know but um yeah. i'm sure we'll get like more epic scaled fight scenes but are they able to achieve this level of cinematography like that would be that would be what i'd be mm-hmm. looking for in those future ones yeah so i think i just just the, the 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 focus on the relationships within the fight scene and the way the fight scene is presented like this is what we want from the show i want exactly. what i want I, what i care about <laughs> what i care about in ruby if you're what i care about the characters the main characters not the John characters, the main four, and then I care yeah. about the cool fight scenes. Those, that's it. What that and this them is all fighting together. Yes, is so that's great why. Yeah, that's why season four is sucked because they didn't have, they weren't together, they weren't fighting together, right? Like this exactly. is, and now we're t- immediately taking advantage of the strengths of them being back. Um, so I think it was, it was such a great choice. Uh, completely blown away by the 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 start to this episode, but then. We go to the oh. um, <laughs> He's back. I, so Adam was left in an interesting place last season because the implication was that um, the White Fang would abandon him now based on his actions at the end of last season. He ran away. He wasn't uh, equipped for the battle. He got beaten by people that uh, he should have been beaten. I mean, I don't care about any of this stuff, but that's what they're basically telling us at the end of last season. And so here we go immediately back to Adam on the White Fang throne. Um, and we, we get to this point. The show is like the show is clearly aware that this is a weird place to go immediately because it doesn't fit with where we just were at the end of last season. So we have to like get us to that point, and we do that by panning across the fallen 
people that Adam has just cut down a few seconds ago and Adam like narrating it in like voice flashback um, of uh, what was uh, or their, their voices, what they were telling him, why, why he wasn't acceptable as a white fang leader. It was like super, it was a super interesting and striking way to accomplish this. So we see that basically like Adam forcibly took back the remnants of whatever white fang throne there is left. Um, and, uh, we got to like, we got some storytelling and, um, they were objecting to him and he took it by force anyway. And, uh, the way they did this was very non-traditional. Um, so I, I, I really appreciate things like this, like, um, trying, trying new things, trying new storytelling devices here. I think probably the reason they did this is because, um, you don't want, uh, like Adam's focused fight scene right here. Cause he's not that important yep. to the episode, but he's clearly going to be at least somewhat important to the season. So you want to like show him do something here. Um, and this was a really interesting way to accomplish that. I think, um, whether it succeeded or not, it seems like you guys weren't super into it. I, yeah, I, I think the better part of the scene is the beginning in its defense. I just don't like how it ends. It just ends in the most Adam way ever. And it's so infuriating. It just, just him saying, what is it? Belladonna girl or whatever. Like, Belladonna girl. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just makes me so upset with his character and so upset with just everything that comes before it because i do agree it's really cool the way it pans up it really is cinematic and it feels like this is impactful this is important and then he just says that line and it's like okay you're still just a little kid who just is very very bad (laughs) yeah Haley. yeah i it's so frustrating because like you were saying it's a really neat scene and i really like how they directed it and everything and the drama of that where you're you're hearing what's happening but you're not really seeing anything and then all of a sudden you see the ramifications of what we've been hearing in the narration should be impactful but as soon as i heard him talking i just groaned like it was just like yeah. adam no like uh, he's so frustrating cuz it should be like if he was a bad guy maybe you're rooting for him cuz he's like oh he's so bad like adam do your thing, but, or maybe you might have a reaction with the villain that they're your evil and you're upset with them. But with him, it's just, I'm just so annoyed with him and he doesn't strike me as intimidating in any sense. It's like you said, Andy, he's just seems like, like a petulant child. That's just so annoying. Um, and somehow overpowers everyone that he encounters in fights, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but that, that was, that was yeah. a good summary of why Adam's character sucks. Yeah, those, yeah. Last, those last few sentences. <laughs> yeah, because like, and especially when they're giving him neat directed scenes that should be yeah. really good, and he's just such a terrible character that they don't work. And he's, maybe people like him, but yeah, it's, it's it, the thing is he's terrible in spite of everything that's around him. Like somehow. they're giving him a lot of stuff to work with that it yeah. should be good, but he's just such a terribly written character, and there's no like sympathy towards him and there's no like i, I just I, can't feel any emotion towards him except annoyance <laughs> i I have, to, I have to make a confession i was kind of hopeful that adam might like be different this season because he had a big crazy thing happen last season and i think this just hit me a lot worse because he's just exactly the same and yeah nothing's changed it. nothing's changed I, I thought he might be like maybe a little more unhinged and that might be a little more interesting, but he's just, he's just the same kind of unhinged in that. He's just a horrible person. Mm-hmm. That's not interesting. Yeah. 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 And you just want him to be more unhinged because you're a Tyrion stan. So you want him to be closer to Tyrion. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, yes, yes, exactly. Okay. I was giving you a chance to get into Tyrion then. Don't take it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Tyrion, Tyrion's my like predictions. 
that's predictions. Don't okay. Worry. Well, I don't. We'll, I don't. I don't feel impelled to do pre- Tyrion predictions after. <laughs> I guess he's in the opening, but um, yeah. So Adam continues to be the worst character in all of in all of animation, um, as we've clearly identified before. <laughs> We're kind of yep. famous for railing against Adam. Like, listen to Delaney and I's second to last uh, podcast in Volume Three. And um, I don't think but, we're alone. Like, we can't be. Like, I'm sure people like him. Most most people but, don't like Adam. Yeah, some yeah. people do, but, 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 they, but they don't like him for the same reasons we do. I don't think. So, uh, there a, there is a decent amount of people that he's yeah, a and, terrible villain. Like, he is not intimidating at all, and he's just annoying and doesn't do anything. But it's still so, it, succeeds. It's so interesting that he exists and Kylo Ren exists at the same time prominent in pop culture. Because Kylo Ren, they're trying for the almost same thing. And he's yeah. just so much better. Because um, they make him actually kind of charismatic. And his successes come with work that you see him doing. Whereas Adam is just has a sword and for some reason wins everything. Yeah, and people but, like him. For well, some well, it's, it's, more that, it's more like Kylo Ren is a little more introspective. He realizes he's failing at times in... Adam never can accept or realize no. that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's yeah. Adam. Adam's bad, and that's why this scene doesn't work. Is just because Adam and this plotline is uninteresting and unengaging. So, mm-hmm. um, I just I just don't care what's happening here. It was kind of it was kind of like intriguing at the end of last season to think that the White Fang might not exist anymore. I think that was the implication of the finale: mm-hmm. is the White Fang just does no longer exist, and we don't really address that here. That's the only I, thing I, I care think, about in this plotline. I think they kind of did. They talked about Gira starting up a new one later in the episode. Right. So Kira, it, it comes across as Gira's making a competing one as opposed to a, yeah. repla- a replacement one, which is what we would have thought that he was making a replacement White Fang equivalent. But Adam is still clearly in charge of something, probably not a big oh. group. It's probably like a splinter group. And all we, yeah. and rather than caring about like the uh, political ideology of the White Fang, we're going to shift in terms of focusing on Adam as a figure. He's the only part of this that we care about now. I assume that's where we're going. None of that's really answered here. This, I think this is a good job of accomplishing what they're trying to do with Adam in this episode. I don't think we should have gone to Adam right away, but I also don't know where we're going with the season, so maybe it was a good choice. I mean, if Adam's a significant part of the season, then I disagree just inherently, but, um, <laughs> but you know, at the very least, the, like, unique way of doing this, just as, like, an audio content producer, I was just, like, super interested in what they're doing with these these audio-type, mm-hmm. uh, distant, like, flashback voices that they're using to accomplish storytelling. So I just I just thought that was, like, really creative. Uh, really I think it would have been neat if during that, like, use that interesting way of framing the scene, and then at the end have some sort of a twist to, like, play on it, rather than just have Adam doing the same thing he's always done. Like, there's, it it just leaves the scene feeling like, oh, okay, nothing changes here. But if we had him there, and then he, like, turns out he's working for someone else that's in the White Fang or something... You know, it just change it a little bit because it wasn't. It was paired with a neat scene, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's it's the content, not the way it's it's presented. I just think the scene yeah. works if you just don't have him have that last line. If you just have him sitting there quietly, yeah. it's just that, it's, that, that's that, all that, you that, need. That, yeah, that's all you need to change. Yeah. Just have him not talk. Um, I don't know if I would have would have worked, but it probably would have been a little better. They don't really yes. do anything with. Yeah, it comes across as like his obsession with um yeah. with Blake is going to be a big part of what's moving forward too. But it didn't even say bad. Blake. Why did you not even say Blake? It makes me so upset. And like, let her go, dude. Like, she doesn't want to be with you. Okay, we can't reason. No, don't don't no. try to talk to Adam. We can't, we can't talk. To Adam. <laughs> don't try to. Talk. I don't get yeah. this obsession. Yeah. Anyway, okay, that was not the rant, by the way. So that was just that was just, just that was <laughs> no, not even not even there. Yeah. That, okay. So more importantly, thing now, I just I don't even want to remember that that scene's in the episode. But I guess it's good we talked about it. Um. So now we're at the train station here, and uh, the Mistral train station, and we begin by Crow narrating in classic Ruby form. Crow narrates something. Um, he's really just reading a letter that he's writing to Ironwood, who is, I think, a very good character, actually. So I'm interested to have him back on the show. 
not the season. I don't. It's really not clear to me whether we're going to Alice or not. Um, maybe they'll like, learn their lessons. Maybe we get not. We don't spend a whole season, season four, traveling, and it's on boring, the train. So yeah, um, the train at least gets derailed in the episode, yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to be on it the entire time. I mean, I guess uh, the remnant, the uh, three of Team Ranger, are still uh, on the train. Um, so they're on a train. Um, but yeah, Crow is uh, narrating what we happen. It's like the the way this has been presented to the public, and um, it's two weeks since the the finale. They're on their way to Atlas, and um, yeah, I don't. Whenever Crow is like narrating something or making some epic speech, I'm not going to be into it. Um, the show like way overuses it, and he's a good character, but this is like but he's exposition Crow all the time. When he's just when he's just there for exposition, it's just not like uh, serving his character well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Crow. By the way, speaking of Crow, he gets a de- uh, another like uh, potential death thing in the intro, um, where he's like falling or something. Yeah, and, always. Um, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm just gonna say we're not talking about this. I'm putting my foot down because we have been speculating for two years about Crow dying, and I'm done with it. So I'm no. not. If he goes, just, he goes. If this, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna get poisoned again, and we're gonna be like he's dead, and he's just gonna find a way to live I just, again. Just the, the show cannot tease this uh, third time and have me care about it. As like I just well, I don't care. If he dies, I don't care. Like whatever. Dylan, we, Dylan, we like Crow, we, but Dylan, this is the full unit we're looking at a full season now because this is the end of the three season arc right yeah, so he right. Must mm-hmm. yeah so quickly getting into that so that would that would make sense maybe if this is the end of the season um there's there's been some there was some talk uh, a few years ago about how they, they the, the the miles carry and, and crew think of these as like units of three in terms of a season so like volume three was the the third the third third of the season and like so four or five and six would be one season that's why i'm skeptical this is a travel season by the way um and i'm yeah. skeptical we're yeah. not going to atlas just because this is supposed to be the volume three equivalent where the most stuff happens like so I'm unless that is not true and they've changed course on how they present the groups of three as seasons, then I I, I can't imagine this is going to be anywhere near as boring as season four. Like they're going to do stuff here. Um, yeah. I think they did push stuff to season five. I think they may have went off course because I think they realized that they made mistakes in four. And as they they, now they talked about this themselves, they've said in, in interviews and, and AMAs and stuff um, that they they like probably uh, sped up the reu- parts of the reunion um, because they knew four didn't work that well. So it's possible they went off track from the plan a little bit. So maybe it's not such a a neat uh, th- last third of a season. Anyway, um, I'm not talking about Crow dying. That's in, in conclusion. Okay, so um, <laughs> we're we're uh, yeah two weeks since the attack. We see Ruby. Uh, Ruby does her semblance in the train station. Um, it's like the show remembered that Ruby has a semblance because I don't think we did that for a while. But um, we do, she just does it randomly in the train station um, throughout this episode. Uh, or not throughout, but at least for these first few scenes, Weiss is wearing a ruby scarf, um, a second <laughs> ruby scarf. Ruby also is wearing a ruby scarf. And it is not really explained upon. I guess they're co- they're getting into colder territory, so um, Weiss took on one of Ruby's scarves. But this is just like... <laughs> It's great. It's great. But it's also like, what are we doing to be here? All the white rose. So, okay. I want to get into the first of the mini rants here because uh, this this is. Here we go. Here we go. I was, I was, so I'm so, I'm so excited by everything we did with the white rose in in this episode. The, The scarf, they're so prominent in the intro. They have those moments in the beginning scene. There's other stuff in this, this train station stuff that they, I guess we can get into that now. So Ruby says to Weiss, uh, team Ruby won't leave your side for a second. I promise. And they smile at each other. Um, it's incredible. In the intro there, uh, Weiss is chasing after Ruby, like their children, like, um, but it's meant to, White Rose, I think, functioning, functionally is meant to contrast with the angst of Bumblebee, um, which we'll get into more. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of what they're doing thematically. Um, but, and then there's the scene where they're in the bunk beds and, uh, they're looking at each other. They're like, hearkening back to their, their school days. Um, there's just so much here. And what I don't understand 
is why they suddenly remembered that this relationship exists. And I don't even mean romantically, because in volume five, we had that they were together most of the season. Like they, they reunited, like, I guess at least the second half of the season and they did not get a solo hug. They never talked about how they like missed each other or anything. We just saw them like kind of there sometimes and they, like, barely even talked. They like, there's one moment in the finale when like they, they fall and catch each other, but it's, it, they just, they don't even talk to each other individually. And it, this episode is a full 180 on caring about these, these two's interactions as like two human beings. Like, why do we suddenly care about this relationship now? It's, 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 it's like zero uh, to a hundred. Like they're they're the most prominent thing in the intro. They're the most prominent thing throughout this episode. Wh- what's the change in thinking from last season that we didn't care about? Why do we suddenly care about Ruby and Weiss? It's just this such whiplash for me as someone who cares the most about yeah. their interactions. Uh, it, it, I, it's baffling. Like it's clearly a change in strategy, and I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. Like, it, did they realize this was a mistake? Not focusing on they changed course, or do they just have like ideas on like this goes into this season? but not in this season it's like this season son's not a person so we're gonna write him off but last season he's a big person like they just i i it's it's so baffling going from them barely talking to they're the most important character relationship in this episode okay and that wasn't even the main rant but yeah i just yeah so that it's like it's like it's, My, it's good it's good yeah bad because i loved what they were doing it's my favorite parts of the episode but I, there's that undercurrent of like why is this happening throughout this uh, it's completely possible dylan that they're like this season is kind of the white season because we're going back to atlas and she's gonna get messed get messed up with her family and it's like it's completely possible like oh it's the white season what's white's biggest relationship ruby oh we can bring this up again now it's like that's completely possible but it still is really weird that we did nothing and then everything. Yeah, it kind of, kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so nice if, if, look, if we're just gonna, if we're yeah, nice Weiss is here and their interactions are great. And just, <laughs> they, it's, it's. I think probably they like just want to thematically contrast it with with yeah. uh, Bumblebee and like that's why we're doing it. And also like they just decided that this season that's gonna there's something like this show more than way way more than any show that we've ever talked about just is very different between seasons like they just decide yeah. this character does not matter this character matters this these people don't matter. like and this is a big example of that i think i we'll see if they're prominent throughout the season but the fact that they are the two front and center in the title card on the intro makes you think that they're going to be prominent throughout the season which makes me very excited but i got to get past this initial <laughs> very heavy skepticism on what they're doing here so we'll see, but uh, it was, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I want to understand. So maybe, maybe we'll start to get it as they do more stuff with Ruby and Weiss. We'll see why that they are so prominent here. Um, it's a good idea though. Weiss is, continues to be the show's strongest character and um, her relationship with Ruby was very underserved through previous seasons. So I think it's a good idea to bring it back. Like, I, I'm not necessarily like criticizing doing it here. Like, I think it's like all, uh, one of my things is like always correct your mistakes and shows like, don't be, don't feel indebted to previous mistakes you've made. Like change course if you need to, if something's not working, abandon it and change course here and i think miles and carrie actually do this a lot um like they screw up more than uh, the creators of any other show we cover but they really do are they really are capable of being unattached to their stuff and except except for like adam they they don't still don't understand that adam's bad but a lot of times they fix mistakes and last season they fixed a lot of mistakes and uh maybe this season we're getting more ruby and weiss because we realize there's so much potential here which i think i think i mean i don't know if the show hasn't been aware of this and see anyway okay i can't get into this more so um we got a lot of ruby and weiss in the train station (laughs) and um we also um yeah they say they're taking the train to argue um we have this thing with uh ren and the beach and this cutaway to like his thought bubble i thought it was pretty good um and uh we meet argus limited's d and uh dudley 
D and Dudley, Andy. Horrible characters. Oh. Just horrible just... characters. What? You wouldn't know they're you're not they're the lovable buffoons. You didn't Of like course them? not. No. They're <laughs> terrible. I'm happy they're... one of them was gotten rid of and the other is, I guess, stuck on the other train. They're they're horrible characters and they kind of mess with the world building. So these yeah. are professional hunters or huntsmen? Like yeah. what like like this is what we get when we finish school at Beacon. Why are they and they're idiots? Which they, they lamp they lampshade that in the episode too. They, they 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 do, but it's still like I think we've talked about this. You can lampshade it, but it still doesn't make it good. Like it it still doesn't make sense that these kids like one year in school like are better than these professional huntsmen. Also, remember that weird plotline last season where Crow was figuring out that all the hunts people were like getting killed off by Salem. Why yeah. did these guys last? For some reason, still don't understand that plot line, but like, yeah, that's, that's, line, that's a good point. They're, they're, yeah, that's no, it's not coming back. They're, no, that's, that's gone. Bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these guys are fine and largely inoffensive. We focus on Dudley for way yeah, more than necessary so much later the episode, in the episode. Yeah, yeah Haley, do you want to get into why you're upset about the logic of what we got into with Dudley? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I may have been. Like, I don't know if I zoned out for a minute there or not, but I was so confused about why during the fight scene, all of Team Ruby was very upset with Dudley about these turrets. Because it turns out it's their fault that the Grim are attacking them. It's not his turrets. Like, And then as they're like, no, you got to get rid of it, he takes out three of them like no problem. And it's like, yeah. this is working. Like, why are you so upset about this? So that, it just drove me nuts because I... Uh, I- I think it was them trying to be like, oh, Team Ruby, they're so wise. They know, like, we shouldn't use this to defeat them. But it's like, no, they were working. So <laughs> I was I, so confused. I think I think what was happening, or at least what Crow thought was happening, was that the manticores were attacking the turrets, and the turrets yeah. happened to be on top of the passenger But the problem cars. is, they got the relic. They are also attacking the manticores, and they're also I the know. So... I don't think he's right. So I'm the, saying that it's just... This is a good point, Haley, because we learn later that the relic is what's attracting <laughs> them. Yeah. So fault, why you... Crow, why do you keep complaining about this for five minutes? Yeah. It's Ospin's fault. Like, get, get rid of the relic. And even if before they knew that the relic was causing the problems, they're also instigating the fight. So they're also causing problems here. Yes. So, yeah, I guess they were fighting them before the turrets come out. So That's that. a good point. They're, yeah, they were they were engaging them before the turrets. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and by that logic, does that mean there's no passengers in the back cars? Because I think that's right? what they're implying. There's, they're supposed to have evacuated true. them all to the other side, mm-hmm. and that was the plan that they went through. Um, but they and they, instantly. Yeah, they, they, I didn't really see when that happened. Anyway, yeah, I, I agree that was frustrating. That, like, we spent way too much time on that. That's that's a big Ruby type thing where we like care about this element of battle strategy, which it just it just doesn't it's translate. Not stra- it was the most effective weapon they were using. They it really did seem to be nailing them. I don't know. We're kind of Team Dudley, is what we're saying here. We're yeah, kind yeah. of on top. Like, and also, so, like Dudley got his arm stuck at the bridge as they're on a high speed train, and all he had was a little bruise. Aura. Maybe. Aura. Aura. I, oh, and God. no, no. <laughs> so okay, we're not. No, you can't say or. We're not. Or is a word for moving on. We're we're not talking about that anymore. Uh, also, There's John's another, like ready to go with his semblance power now. Yeah, we have so another or thing with John to talk about. So yeah, we'll save it for yeah. anyway. Yeah, um, that's fascinating. Okay, so what we're saying is we love Dean Dudley because Dudley was right. <laughs> Hashtag Dudley was right. So uh, Dudley is yeah. right. Okay, I, I wanna, hate him, but he's right. Okay, I want to whiplash with uh, Haley's mood here and get into Bumblebee because uh, that's oh, the no. next thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, Bumblebee. Yeah. 
So we, we, in this, the last thing in this uh, train stuff before we get into the Ilya stuff is that um, uh, I think Ruby's like, just waiting on Blake, as usual. Um, so that's another reference to Blake being gone. We had them fighting together in the beginning of the episode. Um, good to see you're not rusty. And then um, on the when they're in their, their car, um, Blake is uh, helping Yang with the, the, her bag and... Um, it's like uh, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take a while for things to get back to normal. Basically, is what they're doing, and so they're kind of like angstily. They're like also like angstily sitting together in the intro. Um, a lot of a lot of angst, Haley. So number one, Bumblebee Shipper. Like, what was what Apparently. did you think through? What did you think throughout all this whole episode of what they're doing with them? Yeah, somehow it became the Bumblebee Shipper and like the trolling Rose Garden Shipper. Um, oh, I forgot you liked Rose Garden. Okay, we're going to make you talk about Rose Garden at some point. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that later. I'm sure something happened. Uh, actually, something did happen. They were like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I have zero desire to talk about Oscar in this episode. So <laughs> anyway, just back to Bumblebee. Yeah. Clearly the superior ship of those two. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy they actually had them interacting, which was nice. Um, and loving the angst. The angst is always so fun. I just hope that it. Like the angst brings out something, which would be good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I was happy when they were interacting with each other. I think it was sweet when Blake went up and tried to like grab the bag for Yang because it was kind of misguided, but also she's thinking about her um, and cares about her. And yeah, uh, I I uh, I want to wait and see. Because it wasn't quite as obvious as, like, the White Rose was. Because um, I was just shoving it in your face. Like, these two are going to end up together. <laughs> but I think Bumblebee was more, they're in angsty stage. And I also appreciate what they said about how it's going to take a while for them to all kind of get to the same level again. Um, that they were previously as friends and maybe more. Um, because it's realistic. Like, they've gone through a lot of stuff and have been apart for however long um so i think it would have been kind of cheap if they were all just like best friends again and getting along great um i hope on the flip side of that that the angst doesn't last the whole season <laughs> i hope they move past that but for right now this episode i was happy with it nice yeah um uh, white rose being inevitable i think is not a given but they, that episode yeah, makes but it like, seem like we that <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, but before this episode i would have said there's like five percent chance ruby and white end up together at the end but this is a very uh, uh, see rants before <laughs> um so yeah okay so Haley was into the bumblebee here's the thing i didn't understand with bumblebee this episode was um very the whole finale uh with the reunion of the two of them was very angst centric and we're getting like the whole season actually all of volume five was all about yang's uh feeling like betrayed by Blake leaving her and her dealing with that. Her talk with Weiss in the best episode of last season, I think, was was entirely about that. Um, so it, it, I was surprised we got right back into that here. Um, I thought that was a last season thing. Like, you know, how they, they said yeah. that thing. Yeah, I thought last yeah. season was the Bumblebee angst thing. And now they'd, they'd be the close and uh, they'd be, they'd be white, white rose territory here. But, um, we, we just, it seems every indication is that, uh, this is a, another season long arc here. And it's maybe like they know that there's not, there, there's no boundary for them being together anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, this is like how we're going to delay it further. Um, and also of, like, that they're not like they're in a different situation than they were at the end of last season where all this stuff was going on and there was big battles and everything else. Whereas now they're kind of just quiet again and are all just traveling together. And like you said, it's like they could get together if they want to. No one's there, there's, there's no boundary to them talking things out exactly. right now. That's that's so what's frustrating. 
It, yes, but I think it's like an awkwardness thing where they're they're just settling into like, okay, so everything's okay. We're just traveling. Well, maybe I, not because we've derailed I, the train, but yeah. I, I, I think from my understanding, it, it seems that Blake is kind of keeping her distance from everybody. Like at the train she's station, nervous. she's kind of, yeah, she's nervous. She's tr- trying to keep her distance, trying not to push herself into their lives again. And I th- that fits with my understanding of what Blake's character was in seasons one through three. But I think once we get past that barrier, we're going to bumblebee like, like snowballing down this mountain. Yeah. I, what my hope is, is that maybe next episode, hopefully um, something will happen and maybe they're like, get separated from the group or something, something like that, where they can have a minute to be awkward together. And they get trapped in a blizzard, like in a cave or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, cave that'd be good. Stuff. no but something where they're they can be alone for a minute and then actually just have a real discussion be like okay so here we go start fresh let's let's move on now um together but we've entered the phase of the podcast where we just write fan fiction yeah yeah we we, we were already (laughs) writing log um yeah i think i think yeah it it feels like treaded upon ground with the two of them i'm eager to see them be closer at the same time bumblebee angst really does work i think yang's angst towards blake last season was really good and one of the best things the show's done it was like elevated her character into being like actually very good as opposed to one of the lesser main characters so um it's 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 potentially a good sign for what we're doing with yang's character again this season hopefully blake's character as well although i hope it is not something that drags out all season like Mm -hmm. really they can just talk like just talk to each other right now don't yeah, sit and stare away from you, each other on the train talk, talk on the train like my threshold is episode three like no no further than that that's oh it's Haley. like i want to do, do you know what the show is we dragged this out all season i'm aware <laughs> i agree but like if it's like three yeah if it's like three episodes it might be fine yeah 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 the like they can push it to that but past that point i am just gonna be so frustrated especially if they're doing all this white rose stuff like they're not afraid to do it then do it yeah which, which isn't to say that they shouldn't deal with the issues that they have, like, absolutely. Exactly. But de- dealing with the issues, dealing with mean, issues means actually dealing with them, not, like, letting them simmer. That's what we're worried exactly. about, is letting them sing yeah. or simmer for too long. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want, um, like, and with this relationship, I don't want them to just be, like, oh, we're best friends again. Like, I want the angst to turn into something and then going forward from that. Yeah. Okay. Um, we haven't even hit uh, 45 minutes and we haven't even hit Ilya no. yet. So let's talk about Ilya. Um, we've re- this episode writes off Ilya and Son for the season. Um, they did not uh, see that coming, by the way. Uh, well, that's not what we were hoping for last season. Last season, we were like, oh, wow, Ellie's going to travel with the group. She's going to be really cute with Weiss. Like, what if she's like the, the two gayest <laughs> characters? Yeah. Like, is it like, what if she, her and Ruby would be adored? Like, and no, none of that. We don't even t- get her talking with any of them. We just get to see one scene with Blake and then Sun and then Neptune's there. And, um, Ilya's staying behind in Mistral or going back to Menagerie. I think she's staying in Mistral. I weren't really clear about that. Um, and Sun is going to, uh, Vacuo. Um, with his yep. team um so sun has been a constant part of the show for a few seasons now and will not be here and Ilya is is gone we see Ilya in her she gets a new outfit here no one else does uh Ilya gets a uh very blake type outfit i think which i thought was great she's like taking <laughs> yeah. fashion yeah. cues and uh, they they hug blake and Ilya, and um yeah it was a, it, i thought it was a very good scene with the two sweet yeah yeah mm-hmm. andy Oh, it was very cute. I don't know. Ilya's great, and I'm really sad she's going. I guess I didn't mention that at the top. But uh, Ilya, I wish she was staying more, but she's yeah. okay, not okay. going to die. So, okay. Sp- she's speaking not going to die. She's, yeah, she's, this, not gonna she's, yeah, she's safe. safe. <laughs> She'll be off screen. Okay. Speaking of which, we've arrived at the rant of the week. So yeah. um, this is an obvious choice, but... Uh, <laughs> 
so okay last season we <laughs> Ilya is uh probably the best thing yang as well but the best thing that the show is doing um she's elevated to like maybe the best side character of the show what we do with her is so incredible even when we like have good and bad with her coming out uh, scene um like the, it's it's definitely like not perfectly handled but it's still at least an interesting thing that the and the show is like trying and like then they're trying usually like, talking with this uh bunny faunus too in the finale like we're like, we're really trying with Ilya, and we're giving him her so much prominence last season. Um, and uh, we enter. She's the first queer character in the show, and uh, or you know that we know of, right? Like obviously, all of the main team is, but um, and uh, the and she's it's it's just she's just like so well characterized and so prominent last season. Um, and why 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 is she gone? What, what why do we need to write her off here? I uh, this. Why did we spend so much time with her in Volume 5? The, the show, it's, we talked about this already. The show, like, thinks of it in segments. But why build Ilya up so much just to write her off of the show right now? Like, the plan, I'm assuming, is to bring her back in, like, Volume 9 or 10. Who cares? That's three. Who cares three years from now? Have her be part of the show now. She's one of your best characters. Why did we spend so much time with her just to write her off this season? And, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like a baffling decision in terms of like knowing your strengths and weaknesses. I talked about that before. Sometimes Miles and Garden know some of their weaknesses. I don't think they understand how good Ilya is. And they're just sticking to this stupid plan that they made before, like last season's Ilya season. Then she's going to stay here and then we'll reintroduce her later. Stop. Change the plan. She's too good to sideline. We didn't see her interact with our main cast at all. And she's one of your best characters. We're going to keep Oscar and John in the main crew, but we're going to send Ilya away. You have no idea who is successful or not here. Um, you can't just introduce your first queer character last season and then immediately sideline her the next season. That's not good. <laughs> You're just get rid of all the goodwill you've built up previously with this character i don't care if it was part of the previous plan just understand what you're even doing here on top of that we send her off in a horrible way with a really male gazy way um we we, I, we talked about last last week last season how it was important to maintain Ilya's queerness uh throughout like you can't just do this coming out scene and then forget about it and to their credit she flirted with this in this like two second scene it wasn't even a big thing at the finale and we reference her being gay again here and that's that's fantastic so we're not um you know we're not erasing her her queerness here that that's fantastic but we do it in a in a male focused straight way like uh, talking about how uh okay neptune's gonna hit on her like uh it's it's the stupidest way to approach mentioning her orientation and uh it's 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 complete male gaze way to to approach uh, this character being queer and uh it, it was just kind of gross like this is how we're gonna approach her her being gay and then sideline her and even on top of uh, even just more than that though this is just a great character and we're just writing her off of the show like it's 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 a baffling decision like we knew it's coming based on um some things the details that we'd heard about episode one but it, it was even harder to swallow the way they, the way we approached it here i love the scene with blake and then uh it's just like okay we're getting rid of Ilya. great this is uh su- such a good decision i'm glad adam will be a constant part of the season and we're getting rid of Ilya. <laughs> yeah okay there you go that's 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 what i got <laughs> um uh, I I I hope I hope that we reverse course and she's back this season, and then I will take back this rant of the week. I I will I will gladly take it back if we bring her back, but I, I assume that she is completely off the season entirely.
But Dylan, we need to have cutaways to Menagerie still somehow, and maybe I, she's... <laughs> it would be it would be frustrating <laughs> no in its own knows. right, but I don't think we're doing that. Um, I, it would it would at least I would it would be worth it just to see Ilya doing anything. I just I would yeah. rather see her doing anything than John doing interesting things. Like let's just uh, okay, so Ilya's gone. Son, let's talk about Son leaving because uh, Son is uh, okay. By the way, speak, okay, going back to that Ilya scene for a second, getting more in depth <laughs> into what I talk about with the male gaze. Um, hey, almost didn't see you there because uh, you know the camouflage was uh, Neptune's line to hit on her which by the way that was pretty funny um, i like that, that was- <laughs> it's a good line and then uh wrong tree he'll figure it out that was the reference to her being gay wrong tree he'll figure it out um yeah for all the reasons i said before that's bad <laughs> the way that we approached it here uh, it, it's I, I i i'd rather them talk about it and do it badly than not talk about her being gay at all so i'm i guess okay with it existing but uh this was frustrating that uh, it's she doesn't she doesn't get to you know like it's just it's just people like gossiping about her from a perspective of a guy hitting on her yeah. um not great yeah, yeah. okay and uh, also neptune's the worst um Ugh. so neptune's back here when was the last time neptune appeared in the show was it volume three it must uh, have been, yeah. yeah yeah like why go go away his <laughs> well he is he, he is going away so it's, 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 it's kind of impressive I'm concerned, that Nep- we're, i'm concerned we're gonna cut scene to them you know, so, so son is uh, going to vacua with his team. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, so let's get into the the black sun scene we get here, Blake and uh, and son. And the uh, Blake was uh, used to having him around. Um, I go where I'm needed, he says, with the back of the sun, sunny background. And um, and he says, and you don't need me anymore. Um, you know, you're who with your you're, you're with who you're supposed to be with now. Good um, job. In the future, it, in the so future, good. who knows? Um, I've got a feeling you haven't seen the last of me. And I certainly hope not, says Blake, and then kisses him on the cheek. Um, and then later, as he's walking down with Neptune, uh, he says, I don't know, man, it feels like you're just letting her go, says Neptune. And uh, Sun says, it was never about that brainiac. So um, Sun, completely unproblematic here in terms yeah. of his, yeah. his, his I know, he's play. so sweet. He, he's, he's like so good. It, it's like a lovely little platonic relationship and Neptune, again, being a jerk. But I like that he just was like just civil and nice and and they actually care about each other which is clear by this so it was very sweet it warmed my heart and then neptune with his lines was annoying but whatever yeah. neptune by the way might be worse than all other than adam might be the second worst character in the show but so I, as much as we rag on john and oscar neptune's worse than them so like I'm glad neptune we're good. could be adam if he got evil if it was evil he can't he doesn't have the or, or if he was just in more episodes but he's not thank yeah. god yeah so I, I do believe sun and neptune will not appear on the season again i don't think we're going to cut to them going to vacuum i think the purpose really of having them go on a side mission there's there's not an, there's not enough anchoring here of characters we care about um in order to to have them so we're just we're just sidelining sun here i guess because he was blake's companion and now other blake's other companions are back so as and that's basically what they're talking about here he's like mm-hmm. you don't need me anymore you have your team um and you know even if sun does have romantic feelings for blake um they're clearly secondary to, to caring about her as like a person and a friend and that's basically exactly. what he's saying yeah um and uh, blake you know was very uh emotive about her but by, by the way blake in this entire episode is extremely emotive with her ears and uh, they, they're great i love her ears amazing. so much <laughs> really leaning into that uh with her i think a little bit but um, well, we should we should it's, she's it's been good. on menagerie she's been around other faunuses maybe maybe it this brought is, it out yeah i think this is like we're, we might be doing like nice blake like nice weiss arc like this might be uh what we're doing here because she was um, I'm down that. very uh yeah very emotional here and um she yeah so she clearly was like um sad that her best bro slash 
kind of bow son is uh, going <laughs> and uh it's uh, he she kisses him on the cheek like that's the most we've ever seen from Blake and anyone and uh it's it's uh it was, it was you know I don't know who's the, who's I don't remember who's black sun shipping or not but this was uh that was it was a big thing and uh, it was I think the way the show handled this was really aware of uh yeah. Previous Blake I platonically ship them, so this was great. It was, it's, I was uh, props to Miles and Carrie in the scene. I think this was really, really well done with Sun. And Sun, as I think this isn't recent with Sun. I think last season as well, and even into a little bit of four. Like he was, he's been great with Blake. Like he's just been a really good character. I, I've long been a Sun stan, as has been my position <laughs> on this podcast. The really the only male character on the show I really like a lot. Uh, best monkey boy. And uh, he's uh, he's 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 so sympathetic. He's 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 great. And I, I also disagree with sidelining him. Like I'm not going to rant about it like I did with Ilya, but this is a mistake. Um, keep him part of the main group. Sideline someone else like Oscar, who we don't care about. Um, you know, Oscar's plot relevance and it's not plot relevance. So that's why we're doing that. But again, I think uh, the show has a strength here. This maybe the show's only male character strength. I mean, Ren, Crow, these are good characters too, but um son is like the only one who's like actively good actively makes scenes better with his like energy and um his his kind of positivity uh it's he's he's just a great presence on the show um and just not seeing him is just going to even further stratify the that uh the the female characters are all we care about none of the male characters like i don't have anyone to, i don't have a guy to stand anymore now that son's gone this well season. ironwood might be back Iron One's great too, so that would be good. But I don't, not confident we're going getting to Alice soon. But um, Iron Ironwood's another good one, and uh, yeah, I just, I just, uh, this is, you know, I, I agree with the show cutting down on its characters. Um, but I would have liked to have seen a way to work Sun back into the story because I, it's not as egregious of a thing as Ilya. Like Ilya, I'm like outraged on multiple levels with this, but um, I, I would, uh, I would have liked to. I was sad to see Sun go. That was my reaction I, to this. I, I was, think- I was very into it. I just think the corollary to this is that it feels like the show is bending over backwards to keep Ranger or, or keep John, Ren, and Nora relevant, and mm-hmm. I don't know why it's doing that because yep. I'm yeah I'm they they feel like the only characters that don't really have a connection to anybody. It feels like last season should have been the season they're like yeah we can go off and do a side thing now and come back later because Sun has a relationship with Blake in in terms of like he's really close to their Ilya does with Blake and they could easily be the side people up there with them and i don't know why they're not because john nor and ren really have nothing to do right now yeah it's a good point and we like nor and ren a lot but yeah. they really don't have relevance to the plot like we're talking about oscar at least he has plot relevance with Ospin inside of him weirdly yeah. and crow also i guess crow is way too prominent as well like crow's a good character but he's has way too many lines and he's like he's always like top five in speaking in the seasons and he shouldn't be it should be other characters that are um maybe more uh you know relevant to the direct action or who like crow, crow also feels a little bit shoehorned in but yeah the remnants of team ranger i think um like we it seems like we're gonna do something with john but we have not yet like he kind of heals last season but doesn't like what's that relevance to the overall story um you know it it does it does feel unfortunately like we also like Nora and ren but they they feel very much shoehorned into the show i i would gladly get rid of Nora and ren for Ilya and son to be back and Ilya and son do a buddy comedy like uh those two like uh, uh both pining over blake at the same like that would be fantastic so uh this is yeah we're prioritizing the wrong characters i do think ren and Nora have been a prominent part of the show for a long time so it's not like the show is changing anything um, but, I but think that's the problem. They should be changing. Sun, yeah, Sun and Ilya have stood out as side characters these previous seasons, whereas Nora and Ren have never really jumped out, other than like this one episode where we get their backstory and like they're the yeah. best part of Volume Four at the end. Other than that, they've been pretty underwhelming. 
obviously John as well, who's had way too much prominence. So um, I don't know. It would have been it would have been nice to figure out a way to work some into things here. But he's he's gone and he did an incredible send off and he's fantastic and I need Sun back. Um, so, <laughs> uh, let's let's do it. Okay, so next next great scene. I thought that was overall a very good scene uh, with with Sun and the the only stuff despite the, you know the the offhand comments is is another good scene and another good scene is the Ruby Team Ruby in the bunk beds on the train, harkening back to their uh, their room at uh, at Beacon um the, the with the the bunk beds i thought that was the the score behind the scene i think by the way the score in this episode usually the lyric songs in ruby always stand out obviously but i think just the general like uh, uh instrumental score behind this episode was absolutely fantastic um and this scene specifically really stood out to me this the scene was just so nostalgic um these were like the good old days for ruby before it yep. got bad <laughs> and uh it was it's like they're all together again and they're on bunk beds uh and they're like glad we're back together and you know ruby and weiss had a moment and blake and yang had a moment and uh this was just a fantastic small little scene here mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, right. and then yeah we uh, go into uh yes yes Andy. Uh, I just want to say Ruby needs a new cloak I, I'm done with her cape being just completely ruined and it makes no sense yeah she's had time to buy a new one yeah it was, she, she was getting g- uh, gifts in the gift shop but she can't get uh buy 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 some new some new stuff yeah um we also we're not really upgrading any of their outfits this season some people were upset about that uh, other than Weiss's with the scarf um, yeah so uh, I don't know. I, th- I think their current outfits are fine, but um, Il- Ilya got a new outfit just to be sent off. So that's that was yeah. weird. If, if the only thing that makes me think we might see Ilya cut away is just because she had new it's, clothes, it's, it's yeah. possible that it's possible that the Adam like plot line, which we're clearly getting this season, ties in with Gira's new people, the new yeah, which ties into mm-hmm. Ilya. and then yeah. Ilya shows up in yeah. that. Maybe she's the new like. Leader, yeah, I, or cer- I, do, I certainly hope not. Um, we didn't even see Blake's parents here, which make me think they're not going to be in the season at all. Because yeah. we reference you already had your uh, goodbye with the parents. So yeah, um, I think that's just I think that's that. just not a part of the season. I could be wrong, but I just don't think we're going to cut to Mistral again. I mean, we're I in Mistral right no now. Clue. But... I have no clue, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, um, so then we we talked about this this part already. We get part two with the uh, Manticore Chimera Grim, and um, we uh, yeah, D gets thrown off the chain. Rip, he's into snow. I think he's fine. And uh, who cares? No, he's Rip. For okay, sure. He's, oh, he's Rip. Oh, you're doing. You're, you're call, you're that's what Ruby him. was yeah. saying. Ruby was saying. Yeah, he's no dead. one else dies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Then uh, <laughs> Blake says, "What's the plan, Ruby?" Ruby says, "Don't let anyone else die." Um. I and la- last rant of the episode. Okay, last rant. Uh, the third, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the third, no. This line sucks. Don't let anyone else die. Shut up, Miles. This line is so <laughs> bad. Give us some battle <laughs> strategy here. This is the worst. <laughs> This is classic Ruby. Like this, don't let anyone else die. What are you talking about? It was made for the trailer. Barely really. anyone's died in this show. Like, for, I mean, like it's been three seasons really since someone of significance died. It's just such like this typical like action movie type line that means nothing and has no relevance to anything that's happened. And it's just this filler dialogue that only Ruby can do. And don't let don't like don't make Ruby say this. Ruby can say cooler things than that. This is not cool. It's stupid. Just shut up. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> She okay. could have just like yelled out like she could have yelled out their like battle plan thing where they say their ship names like they did that one time and that yeah. would explain why they're fighting together in pairs. Yeah, she did that mm-hmm. in the last finale. Um, but uh, don't let anyone else die. It's, it's such a trailer bait line. Also, like, are they that emotionally invested in D's life that? Like, yeah, oh, is that who we're referring to? That's yeah, referring to I didn't even forget. Okay, I forgot. I didn't even. Didn't I show him dying then he didn't no, he even... did they were like no like he's no, gone he's he dead. fell into the snow he's fine no he didn't just fall into Aura, the snow guys, oh my god 
And, this, no, and you can't just refer to the stupid side character we're supposed to hate and then be like, don't let anyone else yeah, that's It has to be someone of significance, you know. Okay, shut up with that one. Anyway, um, so yeah, <laughs> we're t- locking down the train with the app and um, whatever. The turret, we talked about why the turrets are stupid. Uh, we focused way too much onto this. Then into the tunnel, John heals... Uh, Dudley, yeah, and Ren is going to mask the whole train's emotions, and John is going to amplify Ren's aura to do this. Go did we know that this was yes, the thing that John still, did? Yeah, well, that's, how yeah right? that's how he healed people. He, I amplified did did the show explain this? He yes, has, like, it did. effect over auras. Okay, I just but Maybe care. not to this degree. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fine, Dylan. I'm not okay. mad at you. It's fine. It's the just, show really, really, we explained this? I have no memory of that. Remember him with, at, like, I know he one. healed Weiss, but we said that he was amplifying auras. Yeah. I guess we said Yeah, that. but remember when he was, like, with What's her face? Pet? No, not Petra. Is it Petra? No. I I can't say no because I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> who are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> red yeah. and gold lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. her. Pira, Pira, Pira. Pira. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, remember? I think in season one they were. She was trying to help him get his powers, and he ended up amplifying hers or oh, something. Did, okay. did that happen? We talk about this in season. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not going to remember that from yeah. season one. But the John John stuff in season one is he uses people's show. auras to heal them. I think that's what's also yeah. happening, right? So yeah. I guess he can also ampl- okay well, and amplify them was, apparently. Sure. But he can't John, use it John this reinforces that John is like support here. He's the yes. he's the the, the, yeah. the cleric, and he's he's support for everyone. It's a, I don't like though them making his powers just get dramatically more effective. Yeah, that's, like, I don't, I don't want lim- John. What's the limit here? <laughs> yeah, John. Well, clearly he's important, but I would like to know why he's important. But um, yeah. yeah. But anyway, the relic is attracting the Grim. Um, Ruby's gonna Ruby cuts God. off. Uh, we cut off the back cars and um, Ranger or NJR. So what are they on their own? Like Ninger? Um, they're <laughs> they're going to Argus, so they're separated right now too. So I don't know whether we're gonna reunite with them sooner. This is a season long separation, but we'll see. Um, luckily, unlike Team Ruby separating, we don't care um, that they're separated from yep. Ninja. Hope um, it, hopefully, season long because we don't have to see Jean and like. Oh, just well, have no, but we'll still cut to cut. them though. Yeah, we'll we cut will to them cut several to them. times. Yeah, that we're definitely cutting to of things we know that we're doing. Yep. Yeah. Um. Anyway, hopefully part three. Part three of the fight with the Grim. We have this song, uh, new song here, which I think is incredible. Um. This 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 is really good. Between this and the new intro songs, two two great new songs premiered here. Um, Blake like sees the uh, white fang guy as like a, a vision before she cuts the the train off. That was I guess interesting. She's still haunted by her her white fang and Adam and stuff. Um, and uh, then and we, by we the def- black trailer and by the black trailer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was referencing. I think. And she, what she about what about her. the what about the new Adam trailer? Did we reference that in in this in this episode? I've already blocked out the entire <laughs> Adam trailer. Well, no, not really, Dylan. No. I just okay. cared about the Sienna stuff. Oh yes, was Sienna in that? I okay, I really. She's in one. I think she was in. I think it was the Adam trailer where she showed yeah, up. She was. Can we, she can got, oh yeah, oh yeah, we so saw the whole history of how. Yeah, yeah, okay. We yeah, didn't need the yeah. history of Adam. We did. I, didn't I just that. want her back. Um, are, is Sienna coming back? Yeah. Well, is Pira we, coming back? We'll see. Um, those are the two. This um, is the season for it to happen. Zombie yeah. girl. Okay, we'll be tracking them. Um, Blake. So we take down the uh, the big with the big chimera. Blake and Yang. Um, like uh, f- f- pin it to the ground. Weiss freezes its wings, and then Crow and Ruby cut it in half. Um, and then while it's like being decapitated, it launches its fireball and then derails the train. I thought was that was awesome. Um, and uh, then they're derailed, and then the. Uh, Women who we saw, the woman who we saw, like uh, cut to several times throughout the episode, comes out and says, "I'm still alive." She is the skull cane. She is these metal goggles. She is identified in the credits as Maria Calavera. So this is Maria. 
Um, we we are referring to her as a combination of Maz Kanata from the Star New Star Wars movies with her goggles and her kind of shortness, and then <gasps> That's also who she reminded me of also also old Katara from Legend of Korra. <gasps> so yes. She, so she is Maz Katara. That is her name. Yep. Okay, Maz, Maz Katara. Katara. That's all yeah. she is. But her real name is Maria. Um. So, uh, Haley, what was your reaction to this character? Was it very random, or were you into her? Uh, I think she was both random and I was into her. Um, yeah, I uh, I have no clue what her deal is, like where she's coming from or what her motivations are, but I'm there for it. And uh, I think she's going to be sassy and fun. So no expectations with Maz Katara, but Maz Katara, I think she'll yes. be interesting. Nice. Uh, Andy, what do you what do you think of uh, Maria? I was completely neutral towards her, kind of in the same way Haley was interested in what she might be, not really put off by her until we had this podcast. And I realized they put they pushed out Ilya and son for this new character who I don't care about. Mm. I didn't think of that before. Don't oh, don't say true, that. I don't want to hate. I don't want to hate her right off the bat. I don't either, Dylan, <laughs> it's but it's so fault. true. Yeah. So the, we know nothing about her except her interesting design, except for in the intro. Um, she is she is in the intro that we see in a second. We'll get into the rest of the intro, but we see a shot of her, and then it fades to a shot of Ruby behind her, and we zoom in on Ruby's eye. So a, what a lot of people are speculating based on her prominence in the intro relative to Ruby's silver eye is that she is a silver eye expert. Um, some so she will and that's she will why be she's got goggles. She, that's what she is goggles. Something about her eyes, right? So she this will be us getting back into the silver eyes plot through Maria Great. Calavera. Great. That's such a good plot line, right? This Ruby's having silver eyes. We I love so the mythology in this show. I love it. <laughs> I just want more. Of it. Oh, you're if being they bring genuine. In a fun okay. character to educate us. It might be neat. Yeah. I'd like um, some answers. Can, can we get um, answers for Aura at some point? That's what I want. Aura. Yeah. Just I don't think you're going to get that. Anyway, um, shout, honestly, shout out to the show for having an older woman character as a side character introduced. The show has like never done that before, I feel like. Um, yeah. So it's always like random young men like the guards in this episode or um, like uh, 20, 20 year old women. Everyone's like uh, an attractive 20 year old in the show. Even um, like so. Crow, <laughs> like the adult characters who should be 40 look. Like they're twenty. Yeah, they also look so. young. So yeah, she's she's actually like a legitimate, really interesting character design. Even though she looks like an exact combination of two prominent pop culture characters, old Katara <laughs> and Mascarada. She looks especially like Mascarada because she's especially prominent. But um, this, I, I I'm, it's, I'd, I guess I'd prefer to talk about Silver Eyes rather than leave it as just a stupid like gag, like ah Silver Eyes. They never explain especially that. They so. have a neat character doing it. Too. Yeah. So I'm 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 I'm, in, I'm into where we're going with this. But I hate the idea that we're only going to mention Silver Eyes every third season for some reason. Because we literally have not mentioned that. That's, that's how the show works. We talked about the, this is the Silver Eyes season. We're going to get into Silver Eyes now. God. So, so we're looking forward to Maria. Okay, the intro. Let's get into this intro here. Uh, the new song is Rising. Uh, Casey said this. And uh, this is uh, – we, we have several prominent shots. in the Anyway, Haley, Haley what, what, what stood out to you the most from the, the intro we get at the end? Uh, Hooded Lady, who okay. – don't know who that is, but I am there for it. If it's Cinder, I'm there for it. If it's Sienna Khan, anything. I'm or just a <laughs> she's random. Dead, person. She's dead. She's dead. But uh, well, you never know. She, <laughs> no, I don't know. Zombie, she zombie. just seems like an interesting character. And uh, honestly, give me any interesting female character, and I'm I'm. She's my new favorite character. So uh, yeah. So that w- that stood out to me. Um, I think it was neat. I liked the fight at the very end of it that was kind of like a version of the train fight mm-hmm. we had seen i think that was really well done um ozpin stuff 
the incarnations I see you noted it as. I didn't realize that, but that's cool. Yeah, okay. So we'll, we'll get, yeah. We'll get <laughs> I just thought it. they were new characters we were going to be introduced to, but I prefer that the incarnations instead. Um, and I think the, I think we got some neat scenes in this trailer. Or, no, I keep saying trailer um, opening that are really confusing. <laughs> Whereas I feel like in other openings, you can kind of, figure out okay that scene might connect to this but there were things like this hooded person like the little hat that was moving along by the hooded person um and the one bit of the blonde lady by the statue like i have no clue who that is so i think that was neat and it gives me hope that we're gonna do a lot of stuff in this season um that are might be new and different so nice it was fun andy first time you saw it what stood out to you the most from this i mean obviously Tyrion. Like, that's all I care about. <laughs> yes, Tyrion okay. was there what, as well. Where's his ta- is, was his tail, though? No, it wasn't in the trailer. <gasps> it wasn't in the opening, and I'm so upset. His robot tail needs more attention. Will I, we see Tyrion's tail this season? <laughs> it's there, Dylan. I am telling you, it I is there. It exists. We were robbed of the post-credits tail scene. I know. As I, we all know. Was, Dylan. And if Miles and Carrie try to tell me he didn't get a robot tail in the season he was gone, I... I am going to go down to Oh, God, this was, four, right this was volume four. We, we said yes. he was getting a yes. It's been a whole season, season and he still hasn't gotten his tail. Oh, no. I've been waiting a season for this, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, of the villains, Dr. Watts was most, like, prominently featured. Right? Like, I don't what care. was that all about? He got, the, he got the big screen. Um, yeah, we only care about Tyrion and his tail here. Where, where Tyrion's tail stands. Not Tyrion, but just Tyrion's tail. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, Tyrion's yeah. tail better be, like like Doc Ock's arms and it better talk to him and influence his actions. They well, need that. He'll talk to it anyway, probably. Yes, exactly. I need this. He would yeah. talk to it even if it wasn't a thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the, I, I agree with Haley. This, this, tra- this intro is uh, notable for having um, the most amount of like unclear things the first time mm. you watch it. Um, that, I don't remember that happening and, like, from previous ones. Knew, like none of these scenes, I even recognize really an element of them, which is neat. Yeah. Yeah, no. if, if I I will say having like one or two hours after the fandom has solved everything except one thing. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one thing that is still unknown, and so I will present the solutions that we have found. But in terms of the intro, I think this is the first time in a few seasons where if you wanted to argue that this was the best intro the show has ever done, I would be okay with that. I would be on board with that. Like this, I think this is incredible. Um, I think rising the song is fantastic. I love it. I love the ending of the intro with their, the the seamless, the camera work shot across all of them fighting, like the, the version of this train fight. Yeah. It's the dun, 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 like that. It's, it's the ending of the, it's so, I'm so in love with that. I've watched it like 20 times already. Um, absolutely (laughs) loving it. It's number, number two trending on all of YouTube, by the way. Is it really? Um, Yeah. So really, Wow, the Rooster Teeth is very popular, but um, yeah, is it's 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 really fantastic. Um, let's let's get into all the unknown things here. So we've saw the, the most prominent thing is uh, who this hooded figure is. Um, and at first, a lot of people are like, oh, it's Neo, it's Neo, Neo's back because the fandom loves Neo, despite the fact she hasn't been in the show since Volume Three we, and never and, had a character. It's definitely and never not really Neo. had a character. So um, look at the look at the YouTube. Most of the comments they're like, oh, it's Neo, it's Neo. So it is not Neo. Um, we have, we have, we have <laughs> solved short. already. I, I don't even want to get into the, all the evidence and stuff. I'm not going to take you frame by frame. We're over an hour into the podcast. This is Cinder. This is hundred percent Cinder. Um, this hooded figure. God. And, uh, we really spoiled the surprise of Cinder being alive because she's supposed to be dead. Right I mean, now. were we ever surprised? She was never dead. That was we, we, never we, a we, we, we've been saying for, she's not dead. She's not dead, but she is in this intro. 
Um, she is the hooded figure. We see one shot of her walking through a crowd and then one shot of her in the dark. Very, very like bad intro shot because it's just completely obscured. I wonder if they will, once it is revealed who she is and oh, the classic um, anime fighting, thing of chasing whether they'll oh. illuminating it. Yeah, I wonder if that's what's gonna happen. But the second shot, too, this is a more it took a more than a few hours to get this part of it. But once you t- brighten it and take it frame by frame, not only is it Cinder, Cinder is fighting someone and that person is Neo. That's actually, Neo, <gasps> she's actually fighting Neo in this. Yes. Oh. This yes. is like, yeah, this is actually, this is a, a real thing. And that um, might be and, the little hat, right? The invisible right, so hat we see, thing. we see, yeah. uh, yeah, Torch we Twix. see uh, the. I always forget hey, the best Torch film Twix. shows ever. Torch, Torch Roman hat, Roman's hat. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I probably Neo is like wearing Roman's hat or something. Um, I, I assume Roman is not back, but um, Neo is fighting Cinder. They're supposed to be allies, so maybe Cinder blames uh, or or Neo blames Cinder for Roman's death. Which I, I assume love. that's what's happening. Yeah, so um, Neo's back, Cinder's back. Uh, this will probably be a thing that we cut to several times in the season. Is Cinder being alive? Maybe we don't know who she is at first. Uh, maybe it takes a while, but this was this was very interesting. Um, spending I don't know I Cinder hasn't been the best character recently I overall I still really like her so I hope that we can improve upon her a lot here I'm I'm a little skeptical of spending a ton of time with her um co-host Steve has a uh theory which is uh, uh unfortunately plausible which is that Cinder might have amnesia oh my after god after falling oh, and then yeah. escaping from the which sounds like a stupid tropey thing but then you remember that this is ruby and they absolutely might do that yeah so, they might um cinder might not remember that she and maybe that's like ruby. Why she's maybe she now. maybe yeah maybe she's she's on board with like maybe she doesn't know why neo's attacking her maybe she's on board with team ruby like um i don't know they could do that they could just have her be a vigilante now is she anti-salem will she still go back to salem i don't know so if, that that's gonna be interesting if if we finally get if we get neo fighting cinder and that actually happens in the show because sometimes the intros lie yeah. to us in weird ways and i don't well, know sometimes why. they just they just don't have scenes they're just not scenes from the season yes yeah. but this one feels like it should be because it feels mm-hmm. weird to be obscure. why why just have this weird dark yeah. scene unless yeah, it's, it's so random. Season. Yeah. but if we do this i hope we finally get emerald progression because she seems like someone who's gonna switch to the other side and i want more emerald yeah, we, we we hope so. Emerald was not very prominent in the intro, but um, let let's if if Cinder is changing allegiances away from Salem, um, Emerald would absolutely follow her. So yes. I hope so. Um, the other thing, as as we talked about, we see these random guys that uh, lead up to um, Ozpin, who's inside of Oscar, and uh, we are pretty confident this is not this isn't something you can be sure about because it's not like you can like manipulate it and because it's just speculation. But this is these are probably the previous incarnations of Ozpin. Yeah. Um, we know Ozpin's been, you know, he he jumps into children every <laughs> every whenever he dies, <laughs> creepily inhabits them. So you these said are the that previous. In the worst way, I'm just, I just love, want to lampshade every single time we talk about this how stupid it is. So um, is he, these are the previous former children that Ozpin has jumped into. Um, is that how that works? Um, yeah. yep. Yes, I guess so. Okay, so yeah, there's those are the former Ozpins. One of them is the statue that we see later. I believe, I believe one of them that we see the one with the cape. I think is the is in statue. Form later with this woman so we stand the shot for several seconds this is a statue of an unknown figure i believe this is a previous incarnation of osbin and there's a blonde woman there um this is the one thing we still don't know who it is um we don't know who this woman is and uh the two biggest guesses i've seen you can tell me whether you buy or sell each one uh this is younger glinda um do you even remember who this person is glinda goodwitch um the yeah, teacher at, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. If, is this a younger version of her or is this original salem um, our villain like when that. she was a human, original Salem. So those are the two guesses I've seen so far. I'm not buying either of them. I, I like um, I like the idea of it being Salem, but I know it won't be, and it's just gonna be one of the ma- maidens. That's what it's gonna be. Okay, it also could yeah. be a maiden. Yeah. I so. my first thought because I saw the blonde hair was that it was like Weiss's mom or something, but 
I don't oh, think that's a possibility. That, yeah, if we go to Atlas and maybe there's some storyline about like that side of the family or something, right? But mm. I don't know. Maybe they maybe her great grandmother was a maiden or some or other. Yeah, it would be but. it would be interesting to see if maidens have an effect on their children in some way, but I don't know yeah. if we're ever going to get into that. Cuz I mean, Gang is the daughter of a maiden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the thing that's most intriguing is probably being young Salem. I wonder how that works with this being an incarnation of Ozpin as a statue. Like, is are they weren't oh, they the same age? Like, that could be. Does that imply that Ozpin existed before Salem or something? Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, young Sa- young Salem's the most interesting. I'd be fine with Glinda being back, but it's definitely not her. Or it could um, just be Salem before she got all like weird in the face. Yeah, we don't really know the origin of her yet. That'd be good. Salem is not a good villain right now. No. Unfortunately. No. So. Uh, we need to do something with her. It seems like really, un- it, that's the thing that stood out to most to me when we like cut to the villains intro. It's like, oh, this is the same thing Still as happening. the previous two yeah. seasons. It's they're just in some far off base and they're trying to interact by sending people out. This is the third season in a row we've been doing the same exact thing with mm-hmm. them. I'd really enjoy it if, um, if that was some, if we had some sort of flashback kind of storyline where we're seeing why Salem became what she was and why she doesn't like Osman, I think that would be really, if they did it well, they could mess it up. But I think that would be a really interesting uh, storyline and would add a lot of kind of meaning to what was happening as well. Cause right now I'm just like, why are you like, she's the mother of Grimm. That's why she's evil. There's no real rationale behind it other than that. But even beyond that, like Dylan said, we need we need Salem to have an effect on our characters because she yeah. never does. We exactly. need her to like even if she doesn't leave her base, we need her to do like because she attacked Lionheart with like that weird tentacle grim. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be cool if she like just possessed somebody and like exist in the world and spoke to our heroes in some yeah, way. Yeah, actually had a conversation with them, maybe. Yeah, like we we know that they know about each other because that would think is a needed step at some point here because right now the villains don't matter at all. No. Yeah. So, well, uh, hoping for improvement on Salem. Interested to see who this woman is. Um, prob- I think my guess would be a maiden. Um, how many are there left that we don't know about, too? Two. Winter and summer. <sighs> okay. And, 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 we know that Ruby, and we know that Ruby's mom is named Summer and that Weiss's sister is named Winter. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Well, we see Winter Schnee this, ep- this season will be We better. Okay. If we go to Atlas, I would assume. Well, again, we thought it was the Atlas season, so we thought we'll get Winter. But, like, there's we'll no Atlas. We'll get Ironwood. We'll get, uh, you know, we'll get the Penny Revival. But, yeah, God, all of that's uh, not in play. If but again, if it's not the Atlas season, because, yeah, like like Haley just said, none of that's in the intro. So there's barely um, any winter. Like, there's no snow. <laughs> oh, just literal winter. Okay. Yeah. Not, oh, when you say winter, do you mean the season, oh, the maiden, the or, the or the character? Person. There's no yeah. character. As far as we can, there might be a maiden. We don't know. And I didn't see much snow. So. Okay. So just completely no winter. Just All the bases. Winter, 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 yeah. listen to okay. Is Raven going to show up again? That's the question. Oh, Raven. Raven. Yeah, Haley, were you, Raven was really prominent last season. This seems to be a thing where Raven was last season now. She's not this season. Were you yeah. disappointed that we didn't see Raven? Um... Not, uh, no, I don't really care that much. The whole bit about them turning into birds being dramatic just, like, God. drove me insane. So, it so, became a bird this episode, and it was good. It was actively helpful. I know, and we didn't know. Freak out. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was fine, yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't care that much, really. Uh, like, I was the number rather... one Raven stand, though. Hmm? You're, the, you're a Raven stand. Yeah, like, I like her <laughs> as a character. <laughs> okay, so not that much. You don't like her that no, much. That you I, need to, she's, that she's a must-have screen, this season. Yeah, when she's on screen, I'm happy. She's okay. cool. Um, 
And in contrast to a lot of the other characters that were on screen last season, she was awesome. But it seems like we're doing some other interesting stuff. And like, I'm not that invested in her storyline. Um, yeah. Maybe she'll yeah, show she, up she, in the Cinder storyline. You never know. Okay. That could be a thing. Yeah. 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 So, well, if Cinder's going to try to be the avatar with all the maiden guys. <laughs> exactly. She, oh like, my God. Raven is still a maiden, correct? That is yes. a thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. She, so, so she has to show up again at some point. Like, she's coming. So, right. Yeah. So exactly. she'll, she'll be I'm back. Not, so, yes. Well, yeah, Cinder probably is going to need back. a killer if she does want to be the avatar. Yeah. So. And the relic, by the way, we don't do anything with it. It just attracts. Okay. Concept, so. That's my obsession right now, Dylan, because. They haven't done anything with it. They haven't even explained what it is. Isn't it supposed to be powerful? Yeah, like yes. what, <laughs> what, is it? what does it do? Yang know. picked it up and now she doesn't have it. Like it felt really important that she's the one who got it, but no one's talking yep. about it. No, like, Oscar Oscar is holding it throughout the episode. Yeah, but he hasn't yeah. told us anything. Yeah. Did did he did, did they did he like they've had it for two weeks? That's what they said. And he has told yep, them. That's nothing. two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> so like cool. Okay. Like if it attracts Grim, why have they not been attracted in the two weeks? Why has he not told mm, them it doesn't point. in these two weeks? Why has he not told them anything about it? Apparently, it's a relic of knowledge. What knowledge does it hold? Why are we going yeah, to Atlas? Why is anything happening? Okay, I, I like we got one last rant in there. That was a good, good Andy right there. <laughs> I've been holding on Ooh. to it since everyone mentioned the relic earlier. I've been holding okay. on to it, Dylan. 90 minutes into the podcast, we got the relic rant. Nice restraint from, from Andy on Maybe the, we'll the, learn okay. more about it if there's a, a Salem Ospin storyline. You'd think Never. we'd learn more about it before that, but yeah. I would hope we'll so. Have to wait. We'll, we'll have to wait for that. If we were trying to find it last season, it would have been nice, but... Ne- next week, will we even mention the relic? No, because no. he's not with I, us. I, th- I think we probably will in a similar capacity to now. Like, oh, we have it. Like, it is pretty- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it does. Oscar yeah, will be all... in the background with it drawn on his hip. That is, yeah. like... Oh. That's as yeah. much and, as we and as promised, I have not really talked about Oscar this this uh, podcast because no. I don't care. So no, no Oscar. Last thing I want to mention is the ships and the intras discussed. We get the chasing after each other in the train, and then the bumblebee sit, white rose the chasing out, and then the bumblebee sitting angstly there. And then at the end, um, front and center, Weiss and Ruby helping each other up. Yep. Um, I would. This is. The the scarf, I'm like, wow. The yeah. the the two things <laughs> in the beginning. This I was like completely shocked by. I can't believe that they did they just they we went from they don't even talk to each other last season to they're the front and center on the side. Like that is so shocking to me. Mm-hmm. It's such a complete turnaround. That has to mean that they're two of the most prominent characters this season, I assume. Yeah. And they're my two favorite yep. characters. So I'm very in into this. Um I'm skeptical, but uh, hopeful, I guess. Especially since they put, like, um, Yang and Blake kind of in the background of that big shot at the end, right? Yeah. Because you'd assume they would put all four of them on equal footing in terms of, like, sizing. I I, I guess maybe last season they saw last season as a Yang and Blake season, which definitely was a Yang season. I guess it also could have been a Blake season because we kept cutting to her so much. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Um, a Yang and Blake, but... So maybe felt- last season's Bumblebee, this season's White Rose. I guess that's yeah. what they think. I just wish yeah. it wasn't so much Menagerie for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but we'd, we'd to have a Blake season. We wanted to have a Blake season with the main crew. Like so that, well, that doesn't count for us. Yeah. yeah. So that's okay. So we'll let's see what we do with Ruby and Weiss. But yeah, okay. There you go. That and that's the intro. Uh, Haley, final thoughts on this episode <laughs> or the intro or anything? Um, I am excited. I am looking forward to the season. I am. I think it seems like we're going to get some really interesting uh, storylines and it seems based on the opening that it's going to be very fresh and new, which is good. Um, Yeah. And I'm like, I really don't know if they're going to make it to Atlas maybe by the end of the season, but I think most of our season is probably going to be 
like a travel one, except it seems like as we're doing that, interesting things are going to be happening. Um, so I'm okay with it being travel season if we're actually doing stuff and learning things. Um, so, yeah. And I'm also excited about stuff. possibly a cinder. And like if Neo comes back, best season ever. Uh, yeah. No, I'm feeling feeling optimistic. Okay. You spoke for the fans there when if Neo comes back, best season ever. That is. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. <laughs> like, we need, if, we, if we want to be more popular, we have to just irrationally stand Neo like the entire yeah. fandom. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Andy, I'll take uh, that on for you. <laughs> okay, yeah, please, Haley, please do that. Okay, that would be a lot easier. Good. Okay, Haley will be the Neo stand. We've assigned that out. Okay, Andy, final thoughts. Uh, I'm going to track my feelings through this season because I need to keep track for myself because otherwise I'll go insane. Uh, I really, the Ruby stuff, like the Team Ruby stuff, I am very hopeful for it. I like the White Rose stuff. I like the Bumblebee stuff. They're good. They're staying together. They better stay together. Everything else, all the other side characters, I don't care about right now and it looks like we're setting up to be a plot is team ruby b plot is john's team and i don't care but maybe we'll get some plot advancement next episode and through the season so that's good also Tyrion's coming back and i'm hopeful for that so overall i think i'm a little hopeful dylan but skeptical about everything that's not team ruby Okay. I mean, that's, that's a good, that's generally how it works. So, yeah. Um, yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, I enjoyed this premiere. I can't believe we talked 90 minutes about this. That's a lot. And, uh, <laughs> I am, I, I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but I honestly, yeah, we talked a lot about the intro. I honestly thought it would be 50 minutes, but, um, yeah, I'm, I like the episode hopeful for the season, whatever. Ruby's back. This is, <laughs> this is how this works now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to Saturday at eleven. Okay. Yeah, excited, so, and then we'll slowly be crushed as the yeah. season goes on. Well, start starting off starting off strong though. This is a, this, for this show. This is an excellent premiere for this show. So, oh, and I predict um, Adam will not kill anyone next episode. I just don't I, want, like. Can he? I just guess not that's show a bold up? prediction. Yeah. Um, I'd be fine. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, we didn't even factor in that Adam's going to be a prominent part of the season. He's in the intro. He's in. He gets he's a scene this season, an inevitability. So. Yeah, that's that's, that's going to be the biggest. He's in the thing intro, in and he's and he's on like a window in front of Blake and Yang, and I hate it. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Not maybe uh, you not... know what the only good um, circumstance out of that would be if Blake and Yang team up and destroy Adam together, and that's how they cement their love. But then it's... I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I, We've got like, Adam's dying before, and it has yeah. not happened yet. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, there you go. Um, let us know what you thought One of down. this episode. <laughs> One down. <laughs> Thirteen go. to go. Back Fourteen episode it. season. Um, so yeah, Argus Limited. Let us know your thoughts. Again, please be nice. In the, <laughs> let us know your thoughts on the YouTube be comments. Nice, like, YouTube, yes, yeah. be nice, Weiss. Just hashtag nice, Weiss. Uh, overlyanimated, overlyanimated.com slash YouTube. Um, or you can leave comments on our website, overlyanimated.com. Click on the article and you can leave comments there as well. Um, we have a Ruby channel on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord, where we're very, uh, always very excited about Ruby. Lots of, uh, discussion. Much, if you, much, we talk about it like we do here. So if you like to, like to this type of thing, talk about it with us on our Discord. And, uh, you can support us via Patreon if you enjoyed this. Uh, that's our, the best way to support us. Patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Joanna, aka Crispy. And thanks as well, patron executive producers John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um, check out other stuff at overlyanimated.com. Actually, Alex has coverage of Castlevania, which I think is very relevant to the Ruby fan uh, type audience. Um, so Castlevania, we had a season one review up. We're going to have season two uh, review as well in the future. Also, um, Miraculous Ladybug coverage. They're coming up on the season finale of that. There's been OKKO OK coverage. Uh, we cover a bunch of shows. Find all that at overlyanimated.com. 
we'll be back for next week's episode. Don't know what it is yet. We'll see what it's called. And uh, then we'll get into everything there. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Hashtag Dudley was right. <laughs>